Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Bridgewater Church. Family, it is good to see you and it is always a blessing from God when we can gather together and dig deep into his word. I hope you're ready to hear some incredible insights. And this morning, it's going to be a little different. We're in our series, Family Matters. And one of the things that God was speaking to me about over the last few days was how important it is for generosity to be at the center of our hearts and our lives. Now, there's a couple of different ways to look at generosity. There are some people that are incredibly generous in their lives, but their motivation is about how it makes them feel. Now, I'm not being critical of that, but there's another level to generosity that's even higher and and more profound, if I can use that word. And it's the kind of generosity that comes when we give our hearts and lives to God in a way that transforms us. You know, that's what we're about here at Bridgewater Church is transformation from the inside out that only God can give. And so I wanted to just have a moment with you as our family and to really speak to you as a family there in your homes and encourage you with a passage of Scripture that I have found to be transformational for many, many years in my life. And it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 7. So let me just read that for all of us as we uh, dig in. The Apostle Paul writes, And now, brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. And they did not do as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. So we urged Titus, since he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion the act of grace on your part. But just as you excel in everything, in faith and speech and knowledge, in complete earnestness and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. I realize that as you and I hear those words, it's, it's instruction from the Apostle Paul, but it's more than that. It's a story. The Apostle Paul is telling the church in Corinth, a story about churches from Macedonia. And 
It would be tempting to think that the Apostle Paul was comparing churches, but he wasn't. What the Apostle Paul was literally doing was encouraging the church in Corinth to be faithful in their generosity as a church family. Now, I, I will tell you this. Generosity in a church family doesn't happen or take place unless there is a true sense of generosity in our own personal homes. And, and I want you to think about that. I want you to really lean in to this question. What happened to the Corinthians in their own personal homes and then in the life of their church that even though at one time they had been incredibly generous to other people, to other ministries, they stopped giving. Now, the Apostle Paul, as we just read, tells us that the Corinthians excelled in everything. Verse 7, but just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness in your love for us. Wow, what an incredible ministry and church to be a part of. What, what a wonderful family the Corinthian church must have been when they all combined their resources. Faith grew. Their ability to reach people with the message of Jesus' love and life spread throughout the community. Why? Because of this incredible faith that they had. Their speech was encouraging. You know, there's this big emphasis on being kind. I'm all about kindness, but more than kindness, as followers of Jesus, we need to be like the Corinthians, and our speech needs to be such that it's unifying. It's empowering to other people, and it's full of love. That was the church in Corinth. And it also uh, was evidenced in their knowledge. And what the Apostle Paul is really talking about here is their knowledge of their walk with God. They were growing in maturity in their faith. And they were earnest. They cared deeply about each other. Here's something that we need to realize. When we stop being generous in, in the way that God is, is so generous to us, when we stop being generous, then we, we really uh, aren't interested. We are not interested in being in earnest. Uh, what's a good way to put this, church? They were determined to care for one another. When we stop being generous to God in our personal walk with Him, when we start thinking only about what makes us happy, our generosity with God begins to uh, wane. Our generosity with others begins to uh, uh, wane as well because we don't care about what it means to uh, lift one another up. That's why people can have such a hard time. When I'm only thinking about what makes me happy or how I want things in my life, 
then I stopped being generous in my family. I stopped being generous with my, my children, my friends. I stopped being generous with God. But a lot of times we don't see it that way. If we weren't careful, we would simply think that the Apostle Paul is talking to the Corinthians about finance. Now he is, and we'll get to that in a moment. But he's talking about the underlying need that the family must matter. And it's got to be rooted in God's grace. Notice what the Apostle Paul said. He said, and he's talking about the Macedonian brothers and sisters who have been transformed by the, the love of Jesus Christ. He says, out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. How did that happen? What was the catalyst for that? Well, verse 1 tells us, we want you to know about the grace of God uh, and the grace that God has given to the Macedonian churches. The grace of God is the catalyst that the Macedonian believers said, beyond a shadow of a doubt, we want to love each other and we want to love people we don't even know with the incredible grace of God. And it, I love this, in their severe trials, it welled up through their hearts and their minds and evidenced itself in rich generosity. What kind of generosity? They cared about each other in the body. They were sharing outside their story. That's how it got all the way back to the Corinthians. It, it welled up in an overflow of joy that they shared. There was an excitement when they were all together to give, to give their love, to give their uh, prayers, to give financially to the ministry in their church, but even outside their church. In fact, I have a phrase today I want to share with you. I think this whole message comes down to this. God's grace should erupt in great generosity. God's grace should erupt in great generosity. That's what I'm asking you about today. I want you to stop for a moment and I want you to really think about your own family and your walk with God. Is there a rich generosity that overflows to people in your family because of God's incredible grace? Now, all of us want, every one of us wants people to give us grace that is rooted in God's uh, love and, and, and care. I want that. I want that in my life. Don't you want that in yours? I want other people to show me great 
generosity that is an overflow or an outpouring of God's grace. I want that in my life. But do you know what this passage, this story tells us? We're the catalyst. You and me. We're the ones that have to decide to be full of God's grace so that regardless of what other people are doing around us or doing to us, we decide to be givers of that grace. God's grace in us erupts first in our own family with incredible generosity. Are you doing that? When somebody irritates you in your family, do you immediately think of how God's grace has been given to you and you're willing to uh, have a softer tone? What about when things go astray? When, when people uh, say things or do things that uh, really bring about a division in your family? Do you think about God's great grace erupting in the generosity of forgiveness? It's hard. It's hard for all of us. But I believe that's what was happening in the church in Macedonia. It all started, I believe this, in their own homes. And then they brought that sense of generosity and grace into God's house, into God's family, and into God's ministry. And when that happened, I want you to show you this. Verse 3 for I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability, entirely on the, their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the service to the saints. And they did not do as we expected. This is powerful. But they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. Wow. Do you see it? Do you see it come together for the Macedonians? They were so full of God's grace that interrupted in great generosity. First, they gave themselves. It was unexpected. They, they had hoped, Paul had hoped that the Macedonians would contribute to the needs of others. But don't overlook what Paul tells us. They were poor. They were impoverished. They didn't have what the Corinthians had to give. And guess what? God doesn't care. You can't give what you don't have to give, but that should never stop us from giving what we do have. What's God entrusted us, entrusted to us? Well, first and foremost is grace. If you have the love of Jesus Christ in you, have you come to a point where you just can't wait to give? Give of yourself first. Be involved in, in your family. Teach the word of God to your children. Grow in it as a couple if you're married. Are you connecting with the grace of God? And here's what happens to all of us. We all have seasons where we get hurt, we're distracted, and then we stop giving. We stop thinking other people should be giving to us. No, 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 no. The minute we do that, we become selfish. It's hard. It's hard for all of us. But you know what? We just need to get real about this. A lot of us that are listening to these words right now, 
We can look at areas of our lives where we need to grow in generosity, in our language, in our verbiage. What about our tone? Do you have a generous tone with other people, especially when you're struggling? Man, I think about that constantly in my own life, and I've blown it. But I look at this Family Matters message on generosity, and I think, I, I've got to constantly be bathed in the overflow of God's grace. And then, and then when there's a need in my family, with my children, if there's a need in my church or a ministry that God brings to mind, now I'm ready to give out of the overflow. Why? Because God's grace should erupt, must erupt in great generosity. I want to give you one insight that I just, I, I don't want you to overlook it. What does Paul say? He says to the Corinthians, okay, you're hearing the story of the Macedonians and God's grace to them. So we urged, verse 6, so we urged Titus, since he had earlier made a beginning to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. You know, a lot of us have good, good starts, don't we? If you have a project in mind, you started it and you didn't finish it, I've got a couple of those in my life. Um, maybe you started trying to rebuild a relationship. You, you had good intentions. I wanted to do the right thing. But then we just stop short and we think about ourselves. In fact, have you ever noticed that we have a way of justifying selfish actions? And we even use the God card. Can I, can I say that to us, the God card? You know, uh, the God card that says, well, God told me. God didn't tell us most of the things that we probably try to give him credit for. And we know it's not God when it's not biblical. Or we say things like, well, I prayed about it. Well, that's good. You and I should pray about it. But the question is, did, did God's grace help us overcome our selfishness? So that whatever we started, we're going to finish it. We're going to work through the struggles. That's what I think was happening in Corinth. I think they hit a wall. I think they had grown, and I think a lot of great things had happened in the church at Corinth, and they started to get uh, comfortable and rest in their accomplishments. And then they forgot about giving. Giving of themselves. Giving of their attitudes. Giving of their resources. And when we do that, let's just, let's just get clear about this. When we do that, we stifle the grace of God, first in us. And then we become a reservoir instead of a river. 
I like that illustration. It's something that helps me visually be reminded. Anytime I become a reservoir of my resources and the grace that God has given to me, I'm holding it. But God calls us to be a river of grace, giving that grace, that generosity to those in need. So, I wanted to come to you today with this very intimate message about generosity. And I want to go back to verse 7. Paul writes to the Corinthians, but just as you excel in everything, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. What does that mean? How do we excel in the grace of giving? Well, first, number one, it starts with your individual family. I want you to think about today and in the days ahead, I want you to set a goal and I want you to think about the scriptural mandate and allow God's grace to erupt in great generosity. Look for ways to do that. Have the right tone and attitude. When you're upset, take a walk, come back, and let your words, even in a difficult moment, be full of grace. Let's just stop for, for those tiny moments. And in the next seven days, let's let God's grace overwhelm us with rich generosity in our faith, and in our speech, in our love, that's your first challenge. And if you're struggling right now, if you actually are, are at a point in this message that you're thinking, Pastor, that really hit home. God's really speaking to me right now, and I have been pretty selfish. Maybe you need to start by going to your family, your friends, someone that you care deeply about, and ask for forgiveness. And just say, don't say I'm sorry. Don't say I apologize. Please don't do that. Go deep. Ask for forgiveness, which means I not only agree with God, but I'm ready to repent and move in a new direction. That's the first challenge. I want to give you a BWC Family Challenge. It's, it's really, there's three pieces to this second challenge. First, we need everyone to tithe and to give. Through the pandemic and the struggles and, and people that uh, have wondered where God is in the midst of everything, I think we've all gotten away from, at times, being generous by giving, tithing 10% off the gross of our income. Now you're saying, Pastor, I was waiting for that. I knew you were going to get to it. Well, it's scriptural, and you don't want me to preach on God's grace and only one part of it and leave out other parts, would you? So what I'm asking you to do is go online and tithe. If you haven't been tithing, start. 
You cannot give God. But you'll never know that until you start giving. Because here at Bridgewater Church, we are so blessed by this family and we depend on uh, your faithfulness in giving for us to do the kind of ministry that we have with you. And we love you. And we're so glad you're with us. You're not just an online family. You are family and we need you. I have another piece to this challenge. First was your family, but now we're talking about the BWC ministry family. Coming up, July 29th is Family Fun Day. It's a day where we give away everything free. Free clothes, free uh, food, face painting, games for the kids, and uh, even prayer. And prayer is always free. We need you to bring in gently used clothes. Clean, sorted by size and gender. But we need you to bring that drop it off here at the church Monday through Friday. You can drop those off. Because we will fill our sanctuary with free clothes. But I need you to do something even more. I need you to participate. The Wednesday before the 29th of July, from 6 to 8 o'clock, maybe 8.30, if you could spend one hour helping us sort clothes, that would be a way of being generous with God's grace. And what we also need are for people to participate in Family Fun Day. Now, you may be thinking, Pastor, uh, I don't live close to the church and you're our online family. Or maybe you're online but you uh, just aren't sure about showing up. That's okay. That's okay. But if you are close by and you're, you're watching us, will you come and participate on the 29th? We need people from 8 in the morning till about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Set up working tables, all of those things. And there's a form online, bwch.org. Go right to our website and fill that out and tell our outreach team that you're available. And someone in the next few days, in the next couple of weeks, they'll contact you. And you can always give us an email. Shoot us an email and say, I want to participate. It's all a part of giving of God's grace. Now remember, we've talked about your personal family. This is your church family. And the other thing that you could do, we have a group of teenagers that are going on a trip. We've got some financial needs. If you can help a teenager go on a trip, then on the website, you can go right to our online giving and you'll see a place for youth. If there's a struggle, just go to the word other and put for the youth trip, and you can donate, and we'll make sure a student in need will get those funds. Okay, the challenge. Remember, God's grace erupts in great generosity in your home. God's grace erupts in great generosity in the BWC family but I have one more challenge. 
God's grace needs to erupt in great generosity outside these walls. Just like Paul challenged the Corinthians to give to the Macedonians and to other ministries, and just as the Macedonians gave of themselves and out of their poverty helped churches in need, we're asking you to do the same thing. Recently, our uh, missionaries, Don and Carolyn Armstrong, challenged us with a need in the Middle East, and it's in the city of Dubai. One of the richest cities in the world has one of the greatest needs. They need more churches. It's a Muslim nation, but they are open. The government is open to letting churches come. And we're so grateful that that is the attitude of the leaders in Dubai. I want to challenge you because Don and Carolyn have a new opportunity to partner with others and begin a church that immediately will be a church of 200 or more people that are coming from all over the world and working in Dubai. But they need the funds to rent a facility. The first year's rent will be about $12,000. I'm challenging all of us to reach out and to give. Give the sum of a cup of coffee five bucks. Maybe you can do $50 or $500. I don't know. But if you're willing to help, there is a place on our online giving either for missions or there's a special place that we're creating for the giving in Dubai. If you would like to help brothers and sisters in Christ that you'll never meet, more than likely, but you want to be a generous follower of Christ and give, if you will give to the need in Dubai, for a new church, then we will send those funds on. Well, there you have it. Family matters. God's grace erupts in great generosity, first in our own homes. Remember, the challenge, how will you show grace, generous grace to those that God has entrusted to you to care, and to love for. Then there's the challenge here at Bridgewater Church to give financially, but to also give in this season of generosity because of Family Fun Day. That's coming up July 29th. And then giving outside Bridgewater Church and this family, giving to those new brothers and sisters in a city called Dubai. God's great grace should erupt in great generosity. And I believe in you. I believe in your ability to make a difference. God is preparing Bridgewater Church 
I believe with such a new season of believers and of friends and of family that we're going to grow in so many transformational ways that it'll be humbling, it will be empowering, it will be life-changing. And you know what? It starts with you and me. So I want to end by praying for us because remember, one of the most important ways that we can demonstrate God's great grace is through prayer. So let's do that. Father God, thank you for this church family. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to be a family that is so generous that we won't hesitate to help lighten the load of someone else through a word of encouragement, a softer tone. May the grace of God empower us that this is the best family fun day we will ever have. And God, may we invite people to that day who have needs, giving away backpacks, giving out food and clothes. God, it's going to be incredible. And Father, I also pray that we would see our giving at Bridgewater Church grow to continue to do great ministry. And then, Father, for Dubai. You're already starting to create an incredible work in Dubai. Help us, God, to come alongside that work so that you can do something there that we couldn't have ever even begun to imagine or dream. Family matters. The family we're with every day, the family that we do life together in church, the family of God that's bigger than all of us. Family matters. Jesus, right now through the power of the Holy Spirit, change hearts and lives. Change me. Change this ministry to be pleasing to you. And may you be glorified, And God, we can't wait to see what miracles happen. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there you have it. Comment. Tell Pastor Liz what you're you're excited about. Tell her how this message is impacting you. And don't forget, you're not alone. Until we see each other again, remember, I love you. Take heart and be transformed. Hey friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.